The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. Thanks, Angela. Good morning and welcome along to the KCLR Daily. In just a few moments, time we'll be catching up with Chris O'Reilly. Now, he's from the Liberty Soup Run and he'll be paying tribute to Anne Delaney, the 47-year-old nurse, uh, mother of a 17-year-old daughter from Cretiard. Um, who died around about 9am on Sunday on Dublin's Anger Street. That's coming up. And also, um, something that's already got you texting and WhatsApping us, Edwina Grace has been out finding out your views on the recent changes to parking in Kilkenny. If you'd like to get involved in that conversation, let us know uh, by contacting us on the Dinners Ready text and WhatsApp line 083 306 9696. Now, we continue our series looking at the upcoming referendums on family and care happening on March and we're going to speak now to Damien Pilo. He's the CEO of Trower and Trower Kinship Care Ireland and the Teen Parent Support Programme. They're campaigning for a vote yes, yes. And joining us now to tell us why is Damien Pilo, CEO of Trower. Damien, good morning. Good morning, Brian, and thank you very much for having us on. Um, you say that uh, Trower believe this is a, a historic opportunity to recognise and indeed, I suppose, support and appreciate all families in Ireland. Um, is it key that we get the constitution changed to reflect that? I think so, absolutely, Brian. And I think it's really important to say a little bit about Trower and where and and why we came into existence in the first place. And we'll be f- 50 years old in two years' time. And so Trower came into existence in, in the 1970s when women who had children outside of their <clears throat> the outside of marriage were treated very differently at that time where they were hugely stigmatized and were either sent to mother and baby homes there were children were taken for adoption or if they chose to to hold on and and raise their children they were they really struggled and and were not supported and a huge stigma attached to that and Troy's foundation had two core goals. One was to remove the term illegitimacy, so how, how we refer to children at that time who were born outside of marriage, um, removed from our, our, our legislation and our discourse. And the second one was to have um, families, other than the marital family, recognised uh, and protected in our constitution. So we were successful on the first one, and in the 80s, Troy played a fundamental role in the legislation that removed that term. And we don't even think of it anymore, how absurd it was to to call children born outside of marriage illegitimate. And so thankfully that's been done. And now the second opportunity is is finally here to really now extend the protection of our constitution to all family types. And so we know that our constitution says that families are the natural fundamental group of society. And we know that families are based on love and care. And we all recognize a family when we see it. But in our constitution, that fundamental unit of society is only the marital family. And so what we're saying to people, look, marriage is still going to be protected. The, the, the status and institution of marriage will still be protected. But what we're asking people to do is to bring in to the protection of our constitution all those other families that we know, including lone parents, cohabiting couples, and kinship carers. And kinship carers are are adults who step up and step in when parents are unable to do so and and they take care of their children. Um, They may be through death, through substance abuse, to imprisonment. They step in and they take care of their children. And they are all families that we recognise and see 
and they deserve to be considered as part of our society and that fundamental unit group of society. Okay, Damien, well, there's obviously two parts or two separate amendments which we'll be voting on on the same day, the Family Amendment and the Care Amendment. If we take the Family Amendment, first of all, um, people are suggesting that the suggested alteration to include the phrase other durable relationships may be difficult to interpret and may even be open to abuse. What would you suggest is is a counter-argument to that? Well, we very much welcome the term because the the entire purpose is to move away from that over, overly rigid definition of the family that, that takes into account the families come in all shapes and sizes and uh, are diverse and they need equal recognition and protection. And so if we're too rigid in, in how we define family, we will miss out certain families and the and the constitution currently certainly misses out on all those families and 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 uh you know so i i'm not fearful of this i'm actually very much welcoming the idea that that this 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 idea of durable we know what durable means we know it means lasting we know it means you know uh longer lasting and and we know when we see a durable relationship we know what that, what that means so we don't want to get too rigid because if we say that it has to be this and this and this, we will exclude people. Um, and, and it is up for others that, to decide, well, what, do, what does that look like? And am I being excluded? At least if we, we, we put the term durable into the constitution, people who feel that they're left out of that, 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 um, you know, that, that statement or that constitutional can take a case to the court and say, I'm included. Am I included in that? And it's up for others to say, no, you're not, or you are. But, but um, I think it's better that we try and be as inclusive as possible rather than too rigid in our definition. And what would you say to those who might suggest that this is simply the moving of a boundary, but nevertheless that there will still be a boundary? I mean, do you propose that um, anybody who um, decides that they're in a durable relationship should be offered to the same protections as those who, for example, may be a married couple? Well, uh, that won't be the case. I mean, people can, you know, if people decide and think they're in a durable relationship, they have to show the evidence of that and they'll have to prove that. And there will be legislation that will come, you know, that will be brought forward and, and people will, the judges will decide if somebody says, well, I've been excluded. I feel I'm, I've been excluded from that. They will then show, to show the evidence of what they, what they entail as a durable relationship. So at the moment, for example, we don't define lots of things in the constitution and, and legislation and, and, practice and protocol inform our decisions in relation to that. So there's nothing to fear in relation to durable relationships because we know them, we understand them. And we, we currently have guidelines for, say, for cohabiting couples that we know if it's if you're two years living together with children or, or, or five years without children, that that's something that allows people to receive protections. But we don't, you know, a kinship care, for example, who, who's minding their child, because of imprisonment, who who may end up taking that child from the from a very young age right up to eighteen, that's that 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 is a long term durable relationship. Somebody who's doing it maybe during a period of where a parent has gone in for rehabilitation and it might last a couple of months, that might not necessarily be a durable relationship. So you know, but the child might be living with with granny or granddad for that length of time. So I think we don't want to be too rigid, but it might mean that for those five or six months, that that grandparent needs a lot of different supports and is stepping in to be a family. So we would recognise that it's a family doing kinship care. It's a care, you know, taking on that broad kinship support that stays within the family. So I, I'm saying we don't want to be too rigid in our definition, but we do need to be as inclusive as possible. And, and it will be up for people to prove that they are in that durable relationship. And if they feel excluded, that's what our courts are there for, to say to somebody, well, actually, come and take a case and tell me why we excluded you. Like John O'Mara did, 
um, who we supported in this Supreme Court case, who took a case and said, I'm being excluded from that widow's pension because that only gives, that's only for married couples. I'm being excluded. My children are being excluded from that. And he took a case that went all the way to the Supreme Court and he won it, but not on the status of his relationship. It was on the status of his exclusion as a family um, from his children's right under the, equals, under the equality legislation. And Damien, so John O'Mara... Yes, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I'm just saying that John O'Mara was able, as a citizen of Ireland, to bring forward a case where he felt something excluded him. Others had done it and lost it in the past, but things changed. The, the, our our le- new legislation came in that allowed John O'Mara to take a case, and he won it under the base of the of the quality. They didn't they didn't recognise his family and say, "Oh, actually, under the Article 41 of the Constitution, you are a family just like all others." They didn't say that, and and so it would have been so much easier for John if he was recognised as, as a family under that, and, and he won it because of other other equality legislation that his children were being discriminated against because they had no say in what the marital status of their parents should should exclude them from a very much needed support on the death of a of a of a parent. And just so finally, it was very important. Just finally, Damien, on, on the family amendment before we move on to the the care amendment, uh, what are yeah. the people that would say that that John O'Mara case is enough? That's the route that people who feel excluded by the current status quo um, can and should take. Well. All we're asking really to is to extend the protection of the constitution to all families, regardless of their marital status. It's, it's, they are families. They are providing that, that fundamental unit uh, uh, to society. They, uh, we, we recognize that. So why not say that we, the state recognizes that family and, 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 and gives it all the support that it would give any other family? There's nothing to fear from that. The married people in their, in their relationships have nothing to fear that they're, they're, they're bringing others in. And I think that, overwhelming desire for inclusivity and equality is a hallmark of Irish people. So they really are more uplifting people in rather than being exclusive. It's it's not an exclusive club. It is an exclusive club at the moment. And we're just trying to say, let mm. others into that, that, that space. Let others in and join us. Well, that's uh, the family amendment for uh, those that are preparing yeah. to vote. A little bit of practical information and advice that that amendment will be on a white coloured ballot paper. Moving over to the green coloured ballot paper, that will be the care amendment. Again, uh, Trower calling for a yes vote on that. Damien, your thoughts? Absolutely. And again, this is going back to that idea of inclusivity and equality. And the current um, uh, articles that are in the legislation are very have been and have seemed to be a very intense, intent purpose to restrict women and a mother's role in the home. And as a father and as a as a son of my own mother and as a as brother, I have seen the implications of this directly, of how people think that they uh, the, the role, the genderized role of care is a mother's role. It's a, her duties to be in the home. And while women have pushed back and legislation again has pushed back and we have, you know, a woman's place is wherever she wants to be and women are out there striving, this is still something that's very, very typical, stereotypical of the role of women. And it also excludes the role of men and men who care. And men, it doesn't recognise men who care. And there are, you know, I think it's just 30% of men who are in those caring roles. And and I think that we really need to be saying, this is, in a modern Ireland in 2024, that language has no place in our constitution to restrict women's role and to not uh, see that men have a have a role and purpose around care too. And so for me, it's, a, it's, it's about inclusivity, it's about equality, and it's about a removal of something that, that had absolutely, let, let's like make no bones about it, the intent was, uh, by those people who who wrote that, was that a woman's place is in the home and her duties are in the home. 
and and you have to speak personally in these things. And I'm speaking personally now as somebody who was part of a care structure in my family for my mother, who's living with uh, Alzheimer's, who for most of her life cared for my brother with intellectual disability. And as she always believed it was her duty, it was her duty of care to him. She didn't ask the state for anything. It was her duty. She thought it was her duty to mind him. And as, as her Alzheimer's started to take control of her life and she she needed other supports, we needed to step in as a family. And the state expected us to step in as a family and take care of, of my, my sibling. And so one is that my, it was never my mother's duty. She, 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 when he turned 18, he should have been afforded all the same rights and supports as any other citizen of Ireland. I believe, and that that's what I want people to step up and see, is that we step in and provide those supports in hand with the state so that they, he could live as independently as, as he wants. And my mother wanted to try and be cared for at home. And again, for that to happen, the, the current thing, it isn't, it, 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 we need we need access to better support so that she can live at home um, without the days of her life. So mm. it's a very personal one to me. It's a, 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 a professional capacity. I see it every day that we need to be talking about the inclusivity yeah. uh, and equality agenda in Ireland and th- that progress. This is a this is a giant step away from that horrible language of the past and a small step towards a much more inclusive and caring society for the future. And for the first time, we will insert in our clause in our constitution a recognition that families do care. We do care. I care. My my, my siblings care. We care for our mother and we care for our brother. We do care, and we need to get that recognised. And the state will strive to support us in the provision of such care inside and outside the home. Whereas at the moment, they endeavour to ensure that my mother would not have to go out to work for them so that she could care for my brother. Yeah. And it did nothing. Um, it just, did nothing for her. Just very finally, Damien, on, on this particular part of the referendum, the care amendment, um, as I've done with many people who we've had contributing to the conversation. Um, uh, one question from a listener. Thanks very much for uh, getting that into us. Uh, the question reads as follows. How can this referendum take a mother's name away? A mother is a mother for the rest of her life that gave birth and nourished her child. No individual can replace a mother. Is there danger that mothers will feel they're being replaced? I, I absolutely don't believe so. I think mothers will always be mothers and they have that special place in all our hearts and in all our minds. Mothers do a wonderful role and, and a mother's place uh, is wherever she wants to be as a woman's place is wherever she wants to be. It's not refined and distinct and, and determined within the home. Mm. Women are, are included in other parts of the constitution as equal citizens. And I think, you know, this is about somebody telling you that your role, your role is your duties in the home as a mother and mothers are far better than that my own mother was and, and is far better than than having to say I, I'm restricted to the home and she was she went out to work when she needed to um, you know because she had to because she wasn't allowed to stay at home and pay to care for us she had to go out to work and so um, you know that that's really important and it's not a restrictive thing and it doesn't take away from that special place that we hold mothers well, Damien Pilo, CEO of Trower, uh, calling for a yes, yes vote on the upcoming referendum a little bit later on. Uh, we'll be speaking to people who feel that the vote should be no, no. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.